Welcome to the Barfly Podcast Season 2. My name is Jeff Burkhart, Barfly columnist for the Marin IJ and author of the book 20 Years Behind Bars and its newly released sequel, 20 Years Behind Bars, Volume 2, Parole Denied. Today, my co-host is Kevin Blum, Community Director for the online review site, Yelp. Welcome, Kevin. So don't worry about tomorrow, take it for today, forget about the chat, we'll get hell to pay, have a drink on me. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Barfly podcast. Uh, we are so excited to have Joanne Weir back again. And as many of you know, Joanne is a famous James Beard award-winning cookbook author, cooking teacher, TV celebrity chef, and also uh, owns one of my favorite restaurants, Copita in Sausalito. And Joanne, welcome to the program. Great talking to you. So I think today we'd, we'd like to discuss with you, since you are first and foremost a, a teacher in the, the culinary arts, uh, and a lot of people now in this during the shelter-in-place period are cooking more from home. We'd love to get some of your recommendations for folks who are now, I guess, embarking on this culinary adventure from home. Right. You know, I, I mean... It's interesting because honestly, I have so many people writing to me saying, this is the first time I've ever done this. This is the first time I've ever done this. And I think it's, you just have to get in there and really try. There are some great television shows out there to watch. There's also, you know, of course you could go into your library and look at cookbooks. If anybody remembers what those are. No, just kidding. Because, you know, it's funny that we all just go online, right? I mean, even I do. I I happen to be a person who loves Melissa Clark at the New York Times. I love Melissa anyway, and but I love her work. And um, so I sometimes look, you know, and I even get ideas and get inspired. But, uh, you know, a good cookbook, look at your cookbook stuff, look at the ones that you love. But then also, as I said, TV shows and but I think the thing is, don't be afraid to try something. You know, I mess up too. And I just think, you know, give yourself a chance. You know, cooking is not rocket science. It's not. It's easy to do. And there's enough resources out there. If you don't know how to boil a hard-boiled egg, just look it up. It's easy. You're going to find a thousand ways to do it online. Anyway. Well, I, I, I will definitely say that during this uh, uh, SIP period, uh, I've been cooking a lot more from home. And I actually invested in a, an instant pot and I'm like cooking up a storm and it's been so much fun. It's been meditative. It's kept me sane, kept me overweight, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's, it is a, I mean, it really is truly the joy of cooking and, you know, you can have like the cable news on the background about all the horrible stuff going on in the world, but while you're making your asabuco and in your instant pot, life is good. Well, some people look at cooking as a chore, right? And it's not, a, it shouldn't be a chore. You can really enjoy it. It puts on some music, you know, have a glass of wine, have a margarita, whatever it is that you're doing. But that, if you actually jump into it with, with, a, with the idea that I'm going to enjoy this, it can be incredibly fun. I totally agree. I mean, I grew up with a mother who always said, you know, you have to have, you eat three meals a day, make sure they're great. And this is a time, we've got the time. I, I have loved cooking. I do have to say, and I, I admit that, that at the beginning, it was a lot more fun. Now, I've probably gotten food to go maybe three times, if that. I've cooked every single day. I get two or three CSA boxes a week, and I love that. But I have to say that, at this point, it would be fun to go out and just have a meal. I'm, I'm dying to just go over and eat at Copita outside because we have outdoor seating now. But I, you know, I still love to cook. And, but I run out of ideas, too. And I'm sure other people do. 
But I think there's something to be said about just taking the time to cook a meal and then sitting down. It's so enjoyable and wonderful. And yes, I agree. You've got to open a great bottle of wine and or even just a bottle of wine and just enjoy it, you know, with the people that you love. The, the thing about dining out, too, is it can inform your cooking at home. I mean, I, you know, I go to bars all the time just to see what they're doing so that maybe I can learn something or see something new or something different that someone else has thought of that, that I've never experienced. And that's the, the enjoyable part of dining out. The enjoyable part about dining in is, again, if you make good food, and you, I'm sure you know this, Joe, I'm better, probably better than anybody, that you have a lot more friends all of a sudden. Right? Yeah, right, right. I do agree with you about restaurants too, though. I definitely get inspired from restaurants. And like you say, you, you know, you get inspired by, by the drinks. For me, it's the food. And a lot of the times I go home and I, I write a recipe because of something I tasted. And there's certain recipes that, I, I mean, certain restaurants that I know they're like, I think of, well, my style of food, because I worked at Chez Panisse for a long time. My style is like Chez Panisse, Zuni. I know I get inspired from those kind of restaurants. And some of the best food that I, I think is at home. And I think it's because you can eat at the pace you want to eat. You have the next course when you want to eat it. Yes, I love restaurants. Don't get me wrong. And I go to a lot of them. But I also do love eating at home. I think there's nothing like it. Though I have noticed, Joanne, that uh, a lot of restaurants now, because they have, have to be creative during this period of time, they're starting to sell kits where they, you know, you can take a kit from a restaurant and make the food at home. Do you think that's going to be a trend that sticks regardless of what happens in the next few months? No, I think it's really, really great because I think like people like Sunbasket and some of these meal kit companies, I think that especially Sunbasket, because I think it's a really good quality product and company. I like what they're doing, but I like that restaurants are also doing this. And I like it because I think what it does is you can, you know, you've got the directions, you can reproduce a meal that's restaurant quality and you, it gives you confidence. And I think that is the most important thing. I wrote a whole book called Cooking Confidence because I think people are afraid to try something. They're afraid to try something new. And if you give them confidence with one dish, and they maybe will have made it with your kit. They might just the next time go out and buy their own ingredients and make the same thing. But they've maybe learned some techniques along the way. I do think it's really valuable. Well, some people are a little over, uh, uh, they kind of overshoot the mark to start with. And that breaks down their confidence. They try, you know, uh, like osoboku or something, you know, or, or uh, uh, you know, something beyond their capacity. And then they, they don't have success where starting with simpler meals, uh, you know, and that's Alice Waters, right? For, you know, I mean, a lot of her stuff is not complicated. It's just really good, right? Right. A good technique and great ingredients, right? Right. And, and but that's always been the way to do it. The, the, the kind of over, you know, the in the cocktail world, it's the, the 15 ingredient drinks that become ridiculous, oh, right? Right. But you know, you're waiting, you mean you're waiting for, um, yeah, 15 minutes for your more than that for a cocktail. And it has 15 ingredients. I used to, you know, look at right. recipes online sometimes where I, I'm going to have to spend, you know, a good 45 minutes just shopping for this stuff. Right. 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 Or, or trying to find the, the ingredients, you know, you're going to 12 stores to try to find it. I, I, you know, I think it's true is find something that's simple to start. I mean, I go back to the person who wrote and said she's Italian. She's made making meatballs my entire life. I watched you make meatballs. I followed your recipe, and they were the best I've ever had in the 50 years that I've lived. I was like, that is so cool. Now, she learned that during this, and, you know, that will be something that she knows forever. And I just, I love that. 
I love that. Well, that brings up another great uh, is the, the the topic of innovation. One of the things is that sometimes people have, you know, and certainly the restaurant business is guilty of this. They've been doing the same thing for 25 years now, and then they don't know what to do now. But you also see a lot of these 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 new outside the box thinking kind of people where it's 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 kind of, there there's a sadness on one hand, but there's also a, a lot more excitement, at least from my perspective, that than I've seen in years in the restaurant business. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And I think that I think it's true in uh, everything with art, with music. It's just there's so much more creativity. And we are artists as chefs. You know, my background is art and uh, fine art. And I think that, you know, there is a lot of creativity out there. It's a pretty exciting time in a way. I know that sounds strange to say, but I think coming out on the other side, it will be very interesting to see what the world is like in our new what normal, I guess. Right. Right. Well, again, you know, restaurants will survive. They might not look like what they were, but the restaurants that we're familiar with haven't been around. I mean, 50 years ago, this is not how the restaurant business looked like. Right. 50 years before that, it looked totally different than that. So, you know, maybe it's just one of the you know, it's an it's an unfortunate way to 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 kickstart this kind of thing. But there, like you said, there is a level of, of creativity that I have not seen in a very long time. I think it's also, though. Seeing um, these restaurants that, you know, won't make it too. I think the, the whole climate is going to be so different. I, you know, I hope we don't lose the ethnicity because the ethnic restaurants for me, I, I love, you know, those small ethnic restaurants that are doing their food that they love and care about. I just hope we don't lose those. I um, walked down Fillmore Street the other day, which is kind of my neighborhood, and I just seen the windows. I sound negative right now and I'm trying not to be, but it's just, you know, you see these things and then some that say, you know, you read about the ones that just won't be there anymore. And you think it is going to change. It is going to change. That's true. Yeah. When we come out on the other side, it's, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where to go from there. Well, I hope that we come out of it sooner rather than later. That's that's the thing is because the longer it goes on, the 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 more unsustainable some of some of these businesses will become. You know, that was part of the thing with making restaurants open is you notice that for three months there weren't any closures. And then once they made them open, a whole bunch just closed because the business model was unsustainable. So, yeah, it, it is. You know, there there's there's concern for sure. But you think about those restaurants like. Okay, the fine dining restaurants, they can't really, how how do they open up now? They can't really like do, not many of them are going to really do food to go. I'm, you know, yeah, I think about some of the restaurants like Quince, for example. How do they do, what do they do? I think like, um, you know, doing the meal kits for some of those restaurants is a great idea. But I think the other thing is at this point, people probably don't feel like they have the money to be able to spend $200 to people for dinner, you know, right now might be a tough time. And, and to eat their food out of a box, right? Because part, right. part of those right. restaurant experiences is the fine china that they have, the glassware that they've selected, the lighting, the music, the whole, the whole thing. And that's built into the cost of the food. And yeah, it, it's a different experience if you're eating it out of a, a, a paper box, right? Right. I think people are we're going to have to re-educate diners too, that because this is the new norm for a while. And so they can't expect the white tablecloth and the fancy china and all that and the fancy presentation if it's coming to them in a box or, you know, just outside. Think, you know, I, I work for Yelp and obviously, you know, sometimes people will write a review based on like, well, I didn't like the food that was delivered to me. And I'm sure that's not 
the way that the chef initially intended it, we're going to have to we're going to have to learn. I know it's really true. Uh, you know, I, it's funny. The other uh, night I got something that was it was food to go. It was a pizza. And I've never honestly, I probably have never since I've lived in San Francisco in that 30 years. I have never gotten a pizza to go. Is that funny? But anyway. <laughs> I said, I will never, I'm spoiled because I work so much in Italy. I'm there every single year, every May and every October. But honestly, I said, I will never get a pizza go again. And I was from the best place. I'm not going to mention the name because the person's a really good friend of mine. But I said, if I'm going to eat a pizza, it's going to be there, you know? So I don't know. It, it's it's going to be interesting to see. Well, I think we've got a lot of bright stars to, to lead us along that way, Joanne. And I, can, I certainly count you as one of them. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you so much. Well, you guys not, are great. Very few people win a James Beard Award, so <laughs> that's not yeah. idle praise. <laughs> Thank you so much. It really means a lot to me. I mean that. It, it's funny, you know, it, it, you just can't see the forest through the trees sometimes, and especially going through this. So I get so much back from the people that I am are in front of me when I teach or in Europe. But, you know, when you don't see those people, it makes it much harder. So it's nice to hear. I thank you. Don't worry about tomorrow. Take it for today. Please join us next time when Kevin and I welcome back more guests from the food, beverage, wine, and spirits industries. My name is Jeff Burkhart. Thanks for listening.